0: Welcome back to Spoken in
1: I'm Jessie. And I'm Sangmin. We're going to do another food episode, but this time I'm gonna go over how many types of soups there are in Korean cuisine. Um, so I think you guys are familiar with, if you guys are familiar with Korean food, there are like the ones that you see in especially Korean barbecue restaurants um, that you eat it. With kogi, which is meat, doenjang um, jjigae or kimchi jjigae are usually the staples that the restaurants provide. So jjigae is more like it is still considered soup, but there's a lot of ingredients inside, so not much broth per se, and a lot of more kondagi, which is basically like food you can eat, like tofu or meat. Um, But there are other types of soups too. So what I'm thinking about is the four main types. Well, I guess three main types because guk and tang are the same thing, but guk is like traditional Korean word for soup. And then tang is basically Chinese character um, pronounced in Korean way. So they're basically the same thing. But then there are food that's only called like 된장국 or 콩나물국. So 국 only goes with certain food or tang goes with certain food. So it's like the whole name. You don't really replace the words. Um, and then 찌개, like it explained, it definitely has less broth, more stuff that you can eat like tofu, um, kimchi, pork belly, things like that. And then jeongol is more like hot pot in a sense, like shabu-shabu, where you put everything inside and then you just keep boiling and then eat it with rice and things like that. So you just basically keep that going. But I think Koreans do that with any kind of hot food nowadays because they want everything really hot and scorching hot. Mm. so guk or tang they're the more brothy ones and I think that's basically what people cook a lot, cook and jjigae at home um, jeongol is something more I guess not specialty but you don't eat it everyday but you usually eat cook or jjigae everyday so for my house when I was growing up we always had cook, which is soybean paste soup Mm -hmm. Um, We always put tofu in there. Sometimes my mom likes to put in bean sprouts. Or you make it a little spicy by putting like jalapenos in there. But denjanggook is usually without meat in my house. I know some people like to put pork in. And obviously that's going to make anything taste a lot better. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my house likes it really clean. So just usually just tofu. And then... What else? Miyoko, which is seaweed soup. Um, That's actually known as like the birthday food because it's usually given to people who just gave birth um, because seaweed is known to kind of like clean your blood, basically cleaning your system. Yeah. So they, pregnant women or people who just gave birth, they eat that a lot, like almost every day for a month (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but it's really delicious it's usually um beef really lean cut um and then you put seaweed you kind of like fry it with a little bit of sesame oil so that you can get the flavor going and then you put water in and then season it with either soy sauce or salt or maybe both i have seen yeah it's really good it's Again, it's not like um, too spicy or anything like that. So it's just like, I don't know, calms your stomach down too. And what else do we eat? I think those are the two major ones. We also eat kongnamul a-, a lot. So kongnamul is bean sprouts. It's slightly different from the pho bean sprouts. These bean sprouts have the yellow head on it, the okay. bean part. Yeah, I think pho is for like, Far bean sprouts are actually mung bean sprouts, and konnamo is um, soybean sprouts. I think. Okay. Yeah. So that is usually you usually make like a broth first with anchovies and um, another type of seaweed, which is tashima You can also put shiitake mushroom if you want, but we only use like. For my house we usually use anchovies and tashima to make the broth and then you add other stuff to it so actually making broth i think in japanese cuisine too making broth is really important so any type of soup you can start with some kind of broth my house likes to use anchovies and dashima some people put in like radish shiitake mushroom i think the Shiitake mo- adding shiitake mushroom is a lot more Japanesey, mm, okay. So that's not really done all the time, um, but some people do put radish in there to make the broth a little. I don't know how to say shione in English, but it's a feeling that we we say it feels cool, but it's it just makes the taste a little clean and refreshing by putting radish in there, yeah. Um, But stuff like miyokguk that involves beef, you can make uh, beef broth first. One of the... Oh, actually, one of the things that we eat a lot also is gomtang. So you don't... Actually, you do say gomguk sometimes, so you can replace tang and guk interchangeably. Um, But gomtang or gomguk, some people say is hagol gomtang, is when you make... uh, When you use, like, usually oxtail, um, the bones mostly, and then make bone broth. It's really, it looks really milky. Um, Once you taste it, it's actually pretty like beefy, but it doesn't feel like you're eating beef soup or any of that nature. It just feels cleaner. Um, You usually don't season it when you're making it. You just put like beef bones and a little bit of meat that you want to eat and then just boil it for hours and hours and hours and you make a huge pot of it. So people usually, well, moms usually make it when they want to go away <laughs> on a vacation with their friends or something like that. So people have something to eat for days. Um, Yeah, so if you want to eat that, I don't, in my house, we don't really season it, the soup. You season it when you get your own bowl. So you can put salt, pepper, Mm. that's the go-to. And then you can also put scallion, um, minced garlic. And then some people like to put like a little like kaktugi kukmu, which is like the soup part of uh, radish kimchi, which seasons the soup a lot more. So that's also delicious. And then for jjigae, I you basically use less broth. So again, you can you should already have some kind of broth handy, like the anchovy broth or whatever broth you like to use. Um, and then you usually um, put soy sauce, or if you want to make it a little spicy, you can put hot pepper paste in there. But you. But depending on what kind of jjigae you're making, um, you can put just gochugaru, which is pe- pepper flakes, and then you can season it with a little bit of seoja, which is like salted, sh- tiny, tiny salted shrimps. So for that one, you have less soup, and you usually mix it with rice, and it's always delicious. And then the last part is. Last type is jeonggol. Um, so that one is considered more specialty food because you have a lot of ingredients that you want to put in. So just imagine like shabu shabu pot, but just boiled in one big, not a pan, but I don't know what the name of that would be. So you you can put tofu or well, depending on what kind of 정골 you're making, you can put tofu, um, Maybe, like, brisket, mushrooms, a lot of veggies, and then you just put the broth in it to boil it for a while, and you can usually have it going. So traditionally, um, like, back in the day, if you have huaro, I think the English translation is brazier. So it's, like, a small furnace that you have inside your house to keep yourself warm. Mm-hmm. Throughout the night, but you people also use that as like a small like stove, basically, to keep the food warm. Long time ago. Not not anymore. Um, so when they're eating, they will put chunggu on top of that and then just eat it while it's hot. So ku and tang are considered the same thing, but usually when you say tang it usually takes a little longer. So, for example, if you're trying to make samgyetang, which is um, chicken soup, you boil it for a longer period of time. In samgyetang, you put a lot of herbs, like, I don't know what they're called in English, because those are more like Asian herbs that you can find in medicine as well. So, it has like medicinal qualities. So, some people... If you, if you have a lot of money, you can put ginseng in there, but that's not done anymore, I don't think. But you can put... I, sometimes people put, like, licorice, but licorice. But I'm not sure if they do that anymore. But other things are, like, huanggi and more, like, root vegetables that is used for medicine mostly to make the broth. And then you also put sweet rice, together you can make pek soup which is more like the chicken soup with sweet rice inside yeah so samgyetang is cooked for a lot longer period of time same thing with galbitang or seollongtang which are basically the beef uh, bone soup but you definitely cook it a lot longer for galbitang you put um, the ribs part um, and then is pretty much the same thing, but you definitely boil it longer. Ingredients can be slightly different. And then when you're eating tang, you usually put it on a separate bowl and then you can like season it yourself, like put salt and pepper and then scallion and jar and things like that to your own taste. But when you're cooking guk, it's usually quicker. Um, it's something that you can whip in like 10 minutes, maybe. You don't really need to season the coop when you're eating it. Um, but tang, you definitely, depending on how you like it, tang is usually seasoned when you get your own bowl of food.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that there's any black dish where it wouldn't be seasoned before.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean you definitely season it a little bit but tang is so when i'm thinking of tang it's usually a little cleaner um also it really depends on type of tang that you're eating so sam, or gom tang, 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 those are like relatively cleaner and less seasoned but if you eat something like meuntang, which has fish in it that's usually spicy, pretty salty, so that you don't have to season it yourself, but you definitely add other stuff too if you want. Yeah. But maentang, I don't yeah, I don't think you usually add your own. So if it's like usually like spicy stuff, you don't really need to season it yourself. But the cleaner broth you definitely can. Mm, okay. And then there's a whole different type of soup, I guess soup rice is the literal translation, which is gukbap. Gukbap literally means soup and rice. Um, I think that's a recent thing in history. Like, So Koreans do like to mix rice with soup and then eat it that way. But as I think in modern history, when they were making food at markets and then serving them to people who just needed something really quick, they started to mix rice and soup for them and then serve it that way so things like 돼지국밥, gukbap, so 국 already existed but they're just adding rice to it so everything including the rice comes out in one hot um stone pot pretty much so it already has rice rice mixed in it okay and something like 돼지국밥 is it's um pork bone broth so it is not salt. it is not spicy but you can make it spicy by adding your own spices after you get your own bowl
0: yeah i, I still think it's interesting because i definitely think in my culture if you do season something after it's cooked that would be considered mm-hmm. rude
1: um uh, yeah. i
0: see like I see. as if you the person who made it did not make it well enough like obviously there's the maybe salting it adding a little pepper but very rarely mm-hmm. is that not considered rude i would say like, every mm-hmm. time my dad's done that to my mom's food, she's just looked at him like, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> um, So it's interesting that that is, like, supposed to happen for these dishes.
1: Mm-hmm. For certain dishes. So I guess you just have to know which food. I mean, if you go to the restaurant um, and then you want to try these type of soups, if they don't give you separate, like, salt and pepper and... Um, like spices and things like that, you definitely don't season it. Mm-hmm. So for those types of dishes, if you ask for salt and pepper, you they would be like, "What? Why do you need salt?" Mm-hmm. But there are certain soups that you do add your own stuff to it. So I'm I'm just thinking of pop right now. Um, that is more like bone brothy, so it is cleaner. But you can definitely add your tadegi, which is like. Um, like pepper flakes and like something mixed and it's like a paste. So you can make it a little spicier. They usually give you chives and they also give you what is like type of sesame um, seed flour, but it tastes slightly different. I think it's like wild sesame seed. So it makes the taste a little more interesting. And then they sometimes give you like scallions and things like that. So not as much as like salt and pepper per se um, but they usually give you other things that can enhance the flavor. Okay, so I think my favorite go-to soup is tenjangko, which is soybean paste. I really like tenjang because it's not something too spicy, so it doesn't upset my stomach or anything. Although Koreans have been really obsessed, obsessed with spicy food, um, they just put, like, really spicy peppers and anything. But I... I mean, it's nice, but I wouldn't do that every day. Uh, so, 된장국 is something really easy. So, of course, you start with um, your, like, regular broth, or tashi, I think it's called in Japanese, where you make like the anchovy and seaweed broth first. It's not usually seasoned, so some people make it in stocks. Oh, that's the word, stock. Oh. Stock is the unseasoned
0: one, right? Um, No idea. No? I use them okay. interchangeably, even though I know I'm supposed to.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I, I guess you, you make the tashi stock first with anchovies, seaweed, usually at my house. Um, so you can do that really quickly. Some people have it in the freezer already because they know they're just going to be using that for literally everything. Um, but I put like a couple of anchovies, well, dried anchovies, um, dried seaweed, boil it with water for maybe like five to 10 minutes, depending on how, how you want your stock. I, I think I usually do it for like 10 minutes and then you can get a big scoop of soybean paste it is already really salty so depending on what kind of soybean paste you're getting just adjust it to your taste and then i'll mix that into the water and then you can just add tofu um usually zucchini goes in there too um and then you also put minced garlic scallions Some people like to put other stuff in it, but I like it just, like, really simple. And then that usually takes maybe, like, 15 minutes to whip up some kind of cook. And then you always, always eat it with a bowl of rice because just soup by itself wouldn't be too filling because it's very, like, watery. Mm -hmm. So for any Korean cuisine, you always have a bowl of rice with it. So you can just... Mix the rice inside the soup, eat it together that way, which is I usually what I usually like to do. Um, some people do want the rice and the soup to be always separate. So if you're that type of person, you never mix it, but you'll take like a spoonful of rice, eat side dishes, and then take a spoonful of your soup, which is delicious. Mhm. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's I. Denjanggook really helps me to like calm my stomach or if I just want something quick or something that reminds me of Just like I don't know my mom's food I would do that, but I I know a lot of people prefer like Anything that's spicier. So if that's the case you would love kimchi jjigae And I'm sure you guys have seen it somewhere if you guys go to Korean barbecue or something like that for that um, a lot of people do like to put pork in it. So you would chop up something like samgyeopsal, which is pork belly. And then first, um, kind of like stir fry that first with the kimchi. And then you put broth or sock in there. Make it a little more soupy. But again, with any like guk or jjigae or jongol, I for me, Tofu is pretty essential because it does add protein, but also it kind of absorbs all the soup. So it's not that bland tofu you guys get in like salad or anything like that. It actually has flavor
0: if you put them in soups. Yeah, I really am not a tofu person in this life. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I grew up eating tofu, so I will eat it in any way. Um, but I know some people don't like tofu because it basically has no flavor.
0: Yeah. Flavor if you eat
1: it by itself, yeah.
0: The the texture of it, not great. What mm-hmm. preparing it, not great. And I'm, I'm the first to say that meat preparation is in general not great, but like tofu, I don't know, there's something about it like swimming that I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, no, no, no. So <laughs> yeah, there are like different kinds of tofu too.
1: Um, there's like really silky ones that you can't, they, they look like jello pretty much. Mm-hmm. But then there are other like firmer tofus. Um, Koreans like to use firmer ones cause it stays in that shape pretty well. If you put them into soups and it's really good at absorbing the flavor too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just eat it with kimchi sometimes because I just, I just do that. <laughs> so if you guys like tofu kimchi, let me know. Um, but yeah, tofu is almost always put in soups, or is it because my family likes tofu? I don't know anymore. <laughs> but I, I do like tofu a lot, and it just it's just one of those ingredients that you can put in literally any kind of soup, and then you have a little bit of protein. So my parents didn't really... Well, they still don't really enjoy, not enjoy, but they don't like meat as much as like seafood per se. So if they have like some shrimps or fish, they'll eat that over any red meat or chicken. So I think, yeah, our go-to protein in my house was tofu.
0: Yeah. Every time I've had it, I've just been like, nah, I, I feel that way about most meat substitutes though so it's not just tofu hate Hmm. seitan can kick Hmm. rocks too
1: I've never tried seitan or seitan still
0: I've had it I've had Mm -hmm. it where it's prepared well but I if you're gonna go I'm of the opinion if you're gonna go vegan or vegetarian like figure it out with meat out meat substitutes (laughs) because it pales in comparison to the real thing
1: (laughs) I, you know what it is? I think um, seitan and tofu, they were their own category until people here in the Western countries were like, hey, we want to go vegan. Let's find something that we can replace this protein with. Yeah. And then they start to look at other countries and they're like, oh, this has a lot of protein. I'll use this as meat
0: substitute. Yeah, those things don't go in the same. I like I've had like barbecue seitan before. It's like delicious because barbecue sauce is delicious yeah. but not because <laughs> the seitan is particularly good. I was like, mm-hmm. imagine this shit on a rib.
1: <laughs> maybe that's the problem. They want to prepare either tofu or seitan just like meat so that's not the proper way to cook it maybe. yeah but but people don't know.
0: I really like meat, so there's that.
1: I mean, yeah, who does? Well, my parents don't, I guess. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so I think for basically all of these soups that I've mentioned, we usually replace the protein with, like, obviously tofu, but also, like, if we're ma- making kimchi jjigae, some people prefer pork kimchi jjigae, because, I mean, that's so delicious. But also, we ate a lot of tuna, um kimchi jjigae so we would just like put in canned tuna instead of um instead of pork belly mm. and that's i know it sounds really weird but it's pretty delicious and some people like use some people use spam instead of pork belly which is also again really good um for miyokguk, I think depending on the region you're from, I think people in Gyeongsang province, um, they put fish in it, like white fish. Mm-hmm. That's something I learned here, actually, because my mom went to church with another um, lady who is from that area. So she, the the lady cooked some um, seaweed soup with fish in it. And I'm like, why why is there fish in it? Not beef. I have I'm so confused. But when I ate it, it was pretty good. It's cleaner. Mm. Um, it doesn't taste fishy at all, obviously. Because you want to use fresh fish. Um, but it it was something different. I would say a little less oomph than the beef miyako that I'm used to. Okay. Because you also I'm not I feel like you put less um, sesame oil, too, so that you can bring out the fish, the flavor of the fish a little more. But, I mean, I still like beef miyokuk better, but if I see miyokuk with fish in it, I wouldn't mind eating it, too. Mm. So, I mean, with any any recipes, you can, of course, replace anything with anything. Because, like, Soups especially, you can just, like, stir-fry a little bit of, like, beef or pork or sometimes canned tuna, like my house, and then just put, you know, kimchi and broth in it. Like, you, it would taste good. So, it's not something that it's hard to make. It's a staple at your house. You eat it almost every day. I guess not chonggol, but kuk and chigae, you definitely eat it almost every day. Mm. So, um... People love eating kook for any kind, any meal, really. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, hangover food, because it really calms your stomach and it's something really hot that can make you sweat a little bit too. You know, puts energy back in you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just give you guys a little more information about Korean food, if you guys are interested.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like learning about different cultures, food, and the background and history behind it is always fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So thank you guys for joining us today and hearing about all these Korean soups. Um, hopefully, these this has inspired you guys to get out there and try some of these if you have not. And if you have, to go back and eat some more because you can't go wrong. <laughs>
1: So if you guys want more food episodes like this, please subscribe to us on any of the major podcast apps. And also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at underscore soul and soul. That is underscore S-O-U-L-A-N-D-S-E-O-U-L. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.